Um, <laughs> this room is still so hot. I know you. I just. I'm so hot. You're so hot, Tegan. No. Anyway, um, how's your day been? It's been good. Done anything fun? I went to work. My oh. boss gave me free pizza. That's nice. It's but it's gonna be so apparent that we recorded these in the same day. Well, I was gonna say, did you do anything fun with like anyone you love or like? Like, in any hot, <laughs> hot, like, sweaty rooms. Oh, oh, you're talking about this morning? <laughs> no, I didn't do anything hot or sweaty in a room with... Oh, you mean, like, 20 minutes ago? Yes. With you? <laughs> Wait, did you really take that long, or were you doing a bit? I was doing a bit, Oh, uh, well, I can't tell. You're such a good actor. Um, I mean, it's been a good day. We we had a little break. I ate an apple. And you had a cliff bar. Yeah, okay, so we recorded yeah. fireworks. Which yes, we did. You've now listened to, mm-hmm. I'm sure. Yeah, because that's what's coming out first. Uh-huh. And everybody's going to go, wow, that wasn't a very good episode. What are you doing next? And then, and then we'll, we'll say, get to say we've got one in the bank. <laughs> it's called Thermo Regulation. There you go. I mean, I don't think that'll be the title. I'll come up with something snappy. Wait, wait, Tegan. Tegan. What? Can I ask you a question? Whoa, we're going this fast? I mean, we, we wasted some time, didn't we? <laughs> Not really, not much. This is the, it's the same phone number that calls me and they ask me if I own a house in California and I say, no, you have the wrong number. And they say, well, your number's listed. And I say, I know it's listed incorrectly. And they say, are you sure you don't own this house in California, Geraldine? And I'm like, yeah, you have the wrong number. And they never, it's a different person every time, but it's the same. They want to buy the house. Oh. If you're Geraldine Blackwell, <laughs> please just sell your house to these people. I'm so tired. Life is so specific I sometimes. Also, oh, I have something, actually. Okay. Apparently, you know Jenny's friend, Gavin. Yeah. <laughs> you know him. You love him. I Gavin. do. Gavin's sweet. I sweet like boy. I too. Uh, he accidentally gave our podcast four stars <gasps> and he tried to go back and change it and he couldn't oh and jenny sent me a snapchat of her like berating him. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like i'm sorry so if our star count drops it's gavin's fault that is so funny it is really funny i actually would prefer he's just for that fumbling. to be our first four star <laughs> as opposed to someone being like it's good but not great <laughs> i can't imagine anybody listening to this podcast consistently and going three stars like you don't listen to a podcast no. that you only think is three stars podcasts are very much you listen to them if you like them you stop when you don't yeah although there are some people who feel it's their life's meaning to give star ratings to things to rate podcast yeah no you're right mm-hmm. that's me and movies mm-hmm. i like when some people when i see on letterbox they just like the movie yeah i like that i think that's uh probably a nicer way to exist so I don't have to go, ooh, that's a bad joke. You dropped yourself half a star. <laughs> Shame. Thin ice. What would you rate our podcast? Five stars. Four and a half, maybe, for production value. <laughs> We're in a maybe, f- maybe two for oh. production value, and then average that with, like, seven, because I like hanging out with you. And then two oh, plus seven divided by two is four and a half. Yeah. I Have I told you about when someone, like, starts to do math? <laughs> In a classroom, if someone's like, hey, what's 232 divided by 9? You know how everyone goes, oh, and they start thinking. <laughs> you pretend to think. I pretend to think. For a number, I, I thought about trying to do the 232 divided by 9, and it was too hard. 
So, so, I, so you gave up. I yeah. wonder if the harder it is, if more people in the room are pretending. Like, what fraction of people? Yeah. If that's a math problem. What's, <laughs> what fraction of people in a room of 20? Well, what's some... the equation for dropping out, like, of the game? For me, it's... Like, in terms numbers? of, like, statistically, is it, a, is it like, exponential? Where... As it gets harder? Yeah. Yes. Huh. And then you get to a point I've seen where, te- and then you get to a point where you're in a class and a teacher asks a question, a math mm-hmm. question, and everyone goes, hmm. and no one's actually thinking. Mm-hmm. They're all thinking about I'm thinking about what I look like when I'm thinking, mm-hmm. which is very pensive. I go, oh, hmm. <laughs> am I fooling you? Hmm. <laughs> I really don't think you're thinking about math. I'd be curious what you are thinking Sometimes about. They ask me a math question, and I'll pretend like I'm thinking about seven it. times eight. <laughs> no, that I is do. the least believable math face I've ever seen. Sometimes I do that. I take my fingers out and pretend like I'm moving things, <laughs> or I'll write a number in the you air. You look like you're pretending to do math. <laughs> no, really? Yes. Oh no. Um, you look advisor... like you're in a Disney Channel original series. <laughs> I'm a good actor. I don't know what you're talking about. I can cry on demand. I'm um, taking back your Oscar. No. And giving it to Michael. Not my Because he was right the whole time. He's Michael. My father. father. <laughs> okay. Um, oh. Amazing. Um, my computer wants me to consider plugging in my device. I've I- considered it. <laughs> this is a segue. Yeah. You were just at your family's cabin. Yeah. With a baby. Yeah. Was it hard? It was so hot. Was the baby crying? He was. Why? Because he wanted to be held. Well, he was hot, first of all. Mm -hmm. And babies, I don't think they really know what the issue is. They just want to be held. Or at least this baby. Um, but this, this baby, but every time we picked him up and held him, it we were too hot because yeah. we were emanating heat ourselves and it wouldn't help. So eventually we had to like set him down. He's, he's only two months old. We had to set him down alone on a cooling blanket and just blow a fan at him and put wet paper towels on him so that, um, evaporative cooling would come into play and he could thermoregulate. Yeah. We had to thermoregulate for him. Cause babies aren't very good at it. No. Why is that? So the question is why, why aren't why can't why are babies so bad at thermoregulation? <laughs> I can't answer that. You can't. The answer is they're babies. <laughs> <laughs> How do I thermoregulate? Um it depends on if you're hot or cold. Sweat or shiver. Can you be more specific? Yes, yes, yes. Welcome to Be More Specific, a podcast where an entomologist, me, and a film student, me, walk into a podcast and walk out with a question answered. I'm Tegan. And I'm Becca. A.K.A. Me. I said it so high-pitched. I had to acknowledge it. Me. When you write in your journal, do you ever have to ex- uh, make it excuses for why your handwriting is bad in no, fiction? I, I type. Oh. Journal. Wait, you... In fiction? Yeah. So do you lie? You're like, sorry, I'm on a train, and you're not. <laughs> I guess it's not fictional. It's non-fictional, but it is in the it's in the fiction that is oh. my journal. So I'll go. Sorry, my handwriting's bad. I'm literally horizontal right now. <laughs> Who's gonna read this? Only me. Sorry, our audio is so bad. I'm literally horizontal. 
It is hard to write when you're horizontal. It is. Wait, do you write on your back, like in the air, or do you... That happened once. That's bad. Yeah. One time I read my journal from when I was in, like, third grade, mm-hmm. and there's this crazy story about how I was, like, late for school, and I had to, like, jump out the window, and I was like, this didn't happen. I just lied. <laughs> <laughs> to I, like, make your life more glamorous? I think what happened was I was reading Dear Dumb Diary, and um, there's one another one called, like, Amelia's Diary. Mm-hmm. I read both of those, uh-huh. and they were, like, the diary narrative that was really popular, you know? Yeah. And I decided... My diary needed to be more entertaining so I could someday publish it because apparently I did not understand. I knew the others were fiction, but I was like, well, I don't need fiction. Yeah. Where we're going. We don't need fiction. We don't need fiction. Um, did you read Diary of a Wimpy Kid? Did I? Did this... Okay, can I explain to you a scenario and you can tell me whether or not it happened in Diary of a Wimpy Kid? Like, <laughs> new new podcast recorder. <laughs> Is my vague memory real or imagined? <laughs> Is there a part where Greg is getting annoyed with how Rowley keeps copying him, so he starts changing parts about himself where he rolls up one of his pant legs and ties a bandana around it, walks around like it, and then Rowley does the same thing, Mm -hmm. and an old lady gets mad at them because she thinks that they're in a gang. Yes. This does happen? I I can see the picture. Okay, good. And then a bunch of the stuff that Greg does to, like, make fun, to, to like, make Rowley look stupid, mm-hmm. everyone's like, wow, Rowley's so cool, because Rowley's, like, a cool guy. Yeah, because Rowley's the best. <laughs> they really did him dirty in the movies. <laughs> Why does Greg suck so much? Greg's the worst. <laughs> um, yeah, well, I just I just thought of it. When I was at the cabin, Richard, my brother, he pulled up one of, well, I mean, it wasn't on purpose, but one of his, like, sweatpant legs was up, mm-hmm. um, and he just didn't bother to fix it, and I was like... <laughs> What if you were like, hey, Richard, um, aren't you copying Greg? Well, I did share. From Diary. No, but like you said it like it was a joke. Everyone yeah. Would <laughs> that would have been funny. No, I described this whole scenario to my family and I was like, did that happen? And they were like, I don't know. Oh, and I we were at the cabin. Times. We were at the cabin so we couldn't fact check it. That's mm-hmm. the hardest thing about being at the cabin. Not being able to fact check things. Yeah. I love looking things up. It's, But it's also a good part about being at the cabin because exactly. it is insane how much I look things up. Yeah. Um, we're doing a bad job about talking about thermoregulation. I am sweating. Thermoregulation is the ability of an organism to keep its body temperature within certain boundaries, even when the surrounding temperature is very different. Oh. Today we'll be talking about humans. I started to get into animals, and I will just drop this fun factoid. I'm dropping it. Oh. <gasps> a bunch of organisms, bugs, fish, have cool proteins that produce antifreeze in their blood. Oh, I have heard of that. So that's cool. And we have used GMOs to put that into things like tomatoes. So then tomatoes don't freeze. Yeah. And they don't, their cells don't rupture when they get cold. So then the tomatoes don't get mushy. So they can travel long distances. That's that's cool. So anyway, there are there's cool ways that animals thermoregulate. Maybe I'll do an episode on that later or someday. Mm-hmm. But not today. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm glad that you cleared that up. Becca, what's your favorite temperature? Sixty nine. Is it legitimately? Unironically, sixty nine. Okay, that's my ideal inside temperature. Yeah, because it's just a little too hot. Yeah, and sixty nine is nice because you can have a little blanket on top, mm-hmm. a light blanket. But also, if you don't have a blanket, you're fine. You're fine. Calm down. You're fine. <laughs> um, apparently, the temperature we are most comfortable in as humans cannot be easily defined. Huh. 
because everyone's different. I'm mm-hmm. sure. Have you ever been in a house with a like a thermostat dictator, someone who's like they believe the thermostat should be a certain way, and so they're constantly changing it, and people are fighting over it? Yes. But I mean, yeah, that's my siblings. <laughs> oh, okay. I mean, like I can deal. Cool. I can deal with other temperatures. But in my home. My home 69. Yeah, and generally speaking, I prefer to be a little chilly than a little warm. Me too. Okay. Which bodes well for this room that we're sitting in, which has got to be 78. <laughs> Honestly, I think that's probably what we're at. And it does get hotter as we continue, mm-hmm. meaning that we are warming it up with our bodies. It's a weird thought. It is. If we bad. were on the Hunger Games, we'd be doing amazing. Why Why did you say that? <laughs> what does that mean? Because um, there is a part where they have to get in a sleeping bag together to warm oh, up. Yes. And so if we had this booth in arena, in the arena, <laughs> we'd be doing... <laughs> this booth in the Hunger Games, in the arena, and we needed to be warm. <laughs> Perfect. I wonder if we put this booth outside, if it would get it would get so hot, huh, from the sun. <laughs> well, yeah. How? Ooh, how would it be in the winter? Oh, it'd be so like like how humid. insulated is it? <laughs> I don't know how insulated is it. Has to be because sound doesn't get in, and they're doing construction down the way in the library. That's true. No one cares about this. <laughs> Are you ever? Do you ever have a conversation? And as you're having it, you're like, no one wants to be talking about this that yep that happened to, that happens all the time like all the time it happens to me a lot when there's something about a bunch of old entomologists getting together and they'll just want to talk about what roads they take to get places yeah i love <laughs> the conversation where it's like oh where'd you come from and you're like, oh, I, I came from Wyoming. And it's like, oh, did you take the <laughs> did you take the I-67 to the, oh, you took the Western Belt. Oh, I see. <laughs> yeah, it can be a little congested, can it? Well, if you, if you peel off, like, it just, nothing, it means nothing. And it's, it's so <laughs> literally the whole conference I was at. You would ask someone, oh, where are you from? <laughs> and then they would ask you, and, you, and I'd be like, oh, I'm from Santa Maria, California. And they'd be like, oh, oh. <laughs> so when you're traveling from Utah yeah. to California, you just take the I-15 straight all the way. And I'd have to be like, I take the I-15 most of the way. And then we have a shortcut through Arvin and Bakersfield that we used to go through the mountains, which border my town. And by mountains, I mean hills, because <laughs> it's California. And... People, they would all be like, oh, ho, like nodding. And I was like, is is anyone enjoying this? <laughs> I hate it so much. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> What's the standard? Like, that, was, what? that was a good diatribe. <laughs> okay. It took a while. <laughs> What's the temperature that you should be at? Me? Personally? Yeah. What's like your, what's the healthy temperature for Oh, humans? I see what you mean. Because everybody's like, it, it, yeah. For like 60, 96, 97? <laughs> What? Try again. Fahrenheit? That was wrong. Yeah, try again. 87? <laughs> you think, no, wait. You think human... So if you put a thermometer in your mouth and it says 87 degrees, you are in a hospital or you have already died. Because I'm cold? Yes. Is 96 not right? That's still too low. What? The uh, the human... the If you Google, like, what is an average No, because, like, 100 is a fever. Uh-huh. 
So 98? 98.5. Oh my, 96 is close. I don't know why you acted as if that was the stupidest thing in the whole world. If you're 96 degrees, you are beginning mild hypothermia. We have a very narrow range of livability. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) It's because we're mammals. I'd probably hang out around 97. That's, well, okay, we'll get there. I don't I don't know because we'll there, there and there's all the people who are like, well, 99 is like a bad temperature for me. And it's like, so where are you normally? You know? Yeah. No, we'll get there. OK. Um, the average of 98.6 was made famous by German physician. 98.6. I did know that. OK. Was made famous by German physician Karl Reinhold August Wunderlich. Hmm. Who published the figure in 1860? I think you mean Wunderlich. Is it Wunderlich? Probably. It's German. <laughs> hey, Clara. <laughs> Can you tell me if I did it wrong? Thank you. Modern studies have found the average temperature to be lower, at least in the U.S. Okay. Around 97.9. 96 was a fine guess, 96 Tegan. 96 versus 97.9 is a difference by two degrees. So? <laughs> and suggests that the If you guessed range... how hot it is outside... And I was two degrees off. I would feel okay. pretty good about myself. Okay, the difference, though, is that humans, we have a very limited lit... I'm sorry for making fun of you. I'm sorry. I realize I should just apologize. Are you okay? I'm fine. <laughs> I can't even tell my cool fact. Please, please continue your cool fact. The normal range... Or should I call it a hot fact... Normal range for humans. A normal fact. Is from 97 to 99 degrees. That's a pretty wide range, no? Yeah. One degree off from my guess. Okay, I'm done. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Internal body heat is generated in deep organs, especially the liver. Oh. And then also the brain and the heart and in just general muscle contraction. The drop from 98.6 to 97.9. Is not due to error from Wunderlich. Mm-hmm. It is actually when they were examining records from 1860 to 2017, there were like three batches of records, um, like army. There was like an army one and then there was like a hospital, just like people who made really good records of body temp. Mm-hmm. Um, they found that it slowly dropped. Like our humans internal temperature has been slowly dropping. Is it in response to climate change? So we don't know. Hmm. There are theories. There's a theory that we have generally lower metabolic rates due to an increase in body mass. However, heavier people tend to have higher temperatures. So I don't think that doesn't make sense to me. Okay. And then lower rates of infection and less long-term diseases like pneumonia. Mm -hmm. So then there's less inflammation, which causes general heat. So perhaps everyone was just like there was more of the population was generally sick. And, mm. and then also there's a possibility we just have better thermometers now. Yeah. That doesn't seem... Uh, that, that's, Seems a little iffy That's kind of the, you. the weakest. Um, uh, so females in this... So we're about to get into some female-male differences, mm-hmm. which can be sticky because... There's overlap. Trans people exist. And trans people exist. So And there's also overlap. And also there are some males who technically have estrogen... Like, quote-unquote, biological males who technically are, like, estrogen-dependent metabolisms. Like, it it just gets so messy. So when I say females, I'm talking about those with estrogen-dominant bodies. 
when I in humans specifically, when I say males, I'm talking about those with te- testosterone dominant bodies. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Works for me because we all have both. <laughs> Just a reminder. <laughs> um, females tend to have a higher core temperature than males. Just not general. Hmm. And I notably have a weirdly low temperature. I hover around like. 96.897. Tegan! <laughs> um, I just was, I thought you were going to be like, oh, 98.6. Everyone knows it's 98.6. But you weren't. No, I wasn't. <laughs> I was a plebeian, and mm-hmm. for that I apologize. Well, to be fair, you were closer to accurate then. I don't know, 98 to 9, you were whatever. Closest without going over, is that the rule yeah, you're playing by? Yeah, price is right. <laughs> so then you were closer. Closer um, than Wunderlich. No, I mean, he was probably right at the time. Or thermometers sucked. Wunderlich, my. Nothing. Wunderlicher? I hardly know her. Continue. Thank you. I thought you'd laugh harder. <laughs> um, larger bodies and younger people tend to have higher temperatures as well. And there have been many studies that show that female, and particularly cisgender women, as these studies do not include or do not mention transgender individuals, are more sensitive to temperature and often feel, quote unquote, more cold. Hmm. So why? I don't know. Any theories? Um, less hair. (laughs) That's not even on the list, but that's actually a really good point. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, okay. That's my theory. Wow, that's actually a really good theory. No, <laughs> you mentioned that and you said that and I was like, oh, duh, yeah. Yeah. So hair is good because mm-hmm. it keeps like a little bubble of heat around you. Yeah. And and it makes sense that that would make whatever. <laughs> I don't know why I didn't talk about that. Anyway, a higher core temp, meaning you want to be in a warmer environment, is one possible reason they pose. And then also females on hormonal birth control have even higher internal temperatures. Interesting. Like, hormonal birth control just really, like, amps it up. Huh. Um, just every process. Yeah. Except, arguably, the most important one. Yeah, <laughs> 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 yeah. Um, females also have a slower metabolic rate, coupled with a higher internal body temperature. And so that could also mean we're, we're less good at generating heat, even though we want to be at a higher temperature. Mm-hmm. So that's a possibility. Um, females also have colder extremities, like hands and feet, by a few degrees. That's what they tell me. Isn't that wild? Not mine. <laughs> Do you have hot hands? Not my extremities. Do you have hot hands? We called we called me Becca Hot Hands for a, for a hot second. Because didn't you like you whenever you hold chocolate, it melts. Right? It melts immediately. I'm Becca Hot Hands. <laughs> Was that? I think that was a joke we had. I think so, because I was like... And we just grew out of it. I was like, I know someone who can't hold chocolate because it melts, but I couldn't think of who it was. It's you. It's me. Becca Hot Hands. I I had grand illusions of being a baker when I was young, but you can't when you have hands this hot. All the butter melts. Desert and I were in a bed bath and beyond, and I got the worst rug imaginable. I was like, I just need a cheap rug for next to my bed, and I got it. And it immediately started, like, falling apart in my hands. That's funny. Um, But there was, like, a marble slab. And he was like, oh, it's a cutting board. And I said, no, that's for pastries. And he was like, why would you need that? And I was like, so the butter doesn't melt. You knew that because you're a woman. Well, because of you. Oh, that also also makes sense. Because of you. 
because of you. I don't. I watched a bunch of croissant baking videos. <laughs> oh, that's nice. Because of Becca Hines. Because of it's impressive that I made croissants. Honestly, with these, with these, with these fingers, with these tootsies. Ain't no way. I love when people call their feet dogs. <laughs> With these dogs? Oh, man, the dogs are barking. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Um, all of this, females generally being more sensitive to, te- to temperatures, specifically mm-hmm. cold temperatures, uh, contributes to this fun phenomenon mm-hmm. where offices... And public locations are generally set to male metabolic preferences, and females are often cold. <gasps> oh, the patriarchy. They're calling it, like, thermostat sexism, which is, Whoa. like, buzzwords. Yeah, no kidding. A University of Southern California study found that women performed better on math and verbal tasks at higher temperatures than men. <laughs> and while the men performed better at lower temperatures, the effects were less pronounced, which I thought was a funny way to be like... Yeah, you want it colder, but, like, this doesn't super matter for you, does it? (laughs) Although it has been shown, this is an aside, statistically, male faculty at universities will statistically significantly hire and and take on male Mm post-grads or male, like, graduate students, Mm -hmm. and females show no preference. What a surprise. (laughs) They're hysterical. I read it and I was like, amazing. We can't even be sexist, right? (laughs) Women can't even do sexism, right? (laughs) Um, Also, females are constantly changing temperature, at least those with uh, menstrual cycles. And I mean, I guess all human beings with circadian rhythm changes, we get colder in the mornings generally. And then uh, those of us with menstrual cycles and ovulation change temperature, which is also used in fertility management. That's true. Um, so how does our body do it? Do what? Maintain temperature. Oh, sweat? Well, no, I mean, like, how does it know what temperature it is? It's the tiny thermometers we all keep in our ears. Wait, did you misplace your tiny thermometer? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I don't like the idea of things in my ears. Did you ever watch the Arthur episode where DW has to get tubes in her ears? No, but I've been threatened with tubes in my ears. Yeah. Threatened. It sounds like, like, the mob cornered me. Like, my doctor was like, hey, if this ear infection doesn't clean up, we're going to clear up. We're going to have to put tubes in your ears. And I was like, no, I will take my steroid. <laughs> I did. Yeah, that makes sense. Threats work for me. So the hypothalamus is in your brain. Yeah. Do you know about the hypothalamus? I've heard of her. Have you heard the good news about the hypothalamus? It senses your blood temperature, specifically, which, I don't know why. Internal temperature, core temperature, fine. Blood (laughs) temperature? You don't like it. I don't like blood temperature. I want blood to not have temperature. I would like it to be. (laughs) Like, whenever I'm reading a book and it's like, the hot blood gushed from the wound, I'm like, oh. Oh, yeah, hot blood is bad. It's gross. Ninety-seven degrees. You're right. That's hot. You would touch blood and be like, Ow. you would be like, Ow. I mean, not be like, immediate- that's hot. Yeah, that's- you could sit in a jacuzzi of hot blood. It's true. Oh, okay. So your hypothalamus senses your blood temperature and decides if you need to heat up or cool down. It basically has these neurons that are like specifically activated by different temperatures. This is like fun. 
Tegan was trying to Google this and then rapidly found out that, like, we're not entirely sure how this works. Because <laughs> I was like, <laughs> every every article I was reading, it's like, you were talking... You were talking about in our firework episode yeah, last month, definitely not 40 minutes ago, <laughs> about how um, about how it's talking about electrons, like, dancing. Or yeah. Like, it was constantly, like, the hypothalamus tells. Tells. The hypothalamus. <laughs> not communicates. The hypothalamus notices. Like, it's <laughs> the hypothalamus is on to something. The is hypothalamus what, is like, mm, something's not quite right. But I guess it's actively, like, checking your blood temperature with its little special neurons. Little? I mean, they're... Special? Yeah, they're, <laughs> they're special. They're, they're little and they're special? Yeah, you... We all have little special neurons. Yeah. And if you suffer a stroke or a traumatic brain injury, you can lose that ability and suffer. Anyway, if something's small, it's cute. Including neurons, which are already small. Widow neurons. Yeah. Widow one. Do you want to go hot or cold? Heat miser or snow miser? What do you mean? Which one do you want to talk about first? Getting oh, too hot or getting it's too get, cold? It's getting hot in here. You want to start with hot? Uh, no, it's getting too hot so is what I'm saying. Cold. So I want to get cold. You want to think about being cold? Yeah. Let's think about getting cold, baby. Cold. There's a lot of songs about getting hot, but fewer about getting cold. <laughs> Right. Um, well, have you heard the parody where it's, it's getting cold in here, so put it on all your clothes. No. I'm getting so cold, I'm going to put my clothes on. It's from, um, it's like Bud Light, I think. That's funny. It's, there's like an audio, like there's audio. <laughs> it's like a fully like recorded song. That sounds like a winner to me. A winter? winter? <laughs> Cold. When you get too cold, your body first starts vasoconstriction, which causes your blood vessels to become narrower, retaining heat, then thermogenesis, which is thermogenesis. The beginnings of thermo. Heat creating. Yeah. (laughs) Um, uh, Triggering shivering, and then also hormonal thermogenesis, which increases metabolism, increasing heat production. Mm. So you get cold. That's what your body does, like, normally. Like, if you're outside and you're cold, like, your cheeks get flushed. Mm-hmm. You know, all that stuff. However, when you start to get too cold, what's it called? Hypothermia. Yeah, we all got that one. Um, so that becomes a problem when your internal temperature drops below 96 to 95 degrees. Mm. <laughs> that doesn't sound good. No, it doesn't. You, sa- you said 96? <laughs> you said 96 degrees? Yeah, 95 to 96 degrees. Oh, that, yeah, that's... See, it's a what we really... It's so weird because if it's outside and it's 95 or 96 degrees, it's, it's hot. hot. Yeah. Well, so... And, like, I would expect my body to reflect my surroundings, but it doesn't. Not it doesn't. really. We're not cold-blooded. No. We're hot-blooded. That's so true. Hot-blooded. We're warm-blooded. <laughs> hot-blooded, baby. I don't know. Um, so, do you wonder... I feel like maybe I should talk about that. Also, you're speaking Fahrenheit. Yeah, I'm doing only Fahrenheit. Yeah. I was doing translations translations conversions yeah and then i stopped cool um <laughs> sorry if you're from europe get out a calculator <laughs> we um or if you're like scientifically minded i for a while there was like i'm gonna learn i'm gonna put everything to celsius and i'm gonna learn but you know what hot take ready for my hot take fahrenheit's better fahrenheit is better for human-centric things yeah if you're talking temperature human temperature if you're talking outside temperature use fahrenheit it makes more sense. There's differences we can sense. 
Celsius is too wide. <laughs> um, why is it bad to be too hot or too, too cold? Um, I don't know. Your body just starts feeling a certain way. Yeah, it feels bad. And it, I mean, probably just as a reflection of like your body just literally can't function at certain temperature temperatures. Have you watched Osmosis Jones recently? <laughs> no. Do you remember the part where he has a fever though? Uh, ooh. And things start, like, melting. Yeah. Yeah, so your proteins start to, like, denature. Oh, I didn't know it was that. At too hot or too cold, things stop, like, working. Yeah. Including, like, muscles. Wow. Yeah. So you literally, it's not like, oh, your body don't like it. It's like, we exist in such a narrow window, and if you go too hot Yeah, it's not a symptom, it's the problem. Yeah, like, if you are too hot or too cold, that is, like... That's it? Yeah, it can be. Very, and, like, we'll, we'll talk about it. So mild hypothermia, you have, like, shivering and confusion, right? Moderate shivering stops. You get more confused. <laughs> Worrying. Severe, that's when you start getting into, like, paradoxical. Bar- paradox. Paradoxical. Mm-hmm. Undressing. And terminal burrowing. And the potential that your heart will just be like, nah, I'm done. So... Have you heard of paradoxical undressing? I think we talked about it on Everest. I mean, it's possible, but presumably it's when you paradoxically, because you're in the cold Mm -hmm. and you're too cold, you start taking your clothes off. Yeah. So the theory as to why it happens is because you get so confused um, and your hypothalamus, which we know about now, now, um, gets like overwhelmed and it's just a malfunction. There's also another theory, and that perhaps it's both at the same time, that exhaustion of those contracting blood vessels we talked about, they get so tired, they all, like, relax. So you feel very hot all of a sudden. So people will, like, feel hot and then just start taking their clothes off. People also get, like, super aggressive <laughs> when they're in this state and tend to be... um combative is the term used everywhere cool yeah so imagine you're like you come across like someone who's like super cold and you're like oh no we need to get help and they're like first of all i'm taking my pants (laughs) second of all i want to kill you (laughs) you know um terminal burrowing you can probably guess what it means people start I, I don't know. No, guess. You're... They start, like, digging holes? Yeah. Literally. So it's also called hide-and-die syndrome, and it occurs in the final stages of hypothermia. Those affected will enter small enclosed spaces, such as underneath beds or behind wardrobes. And it's often associated with paradoxical undressing. Researchers in Germany claim this is obviously an autonomous process of the brainstem, which is triggered in the final state of hypothermia and produces a primitive and burrowing-like behavior of protection as seen in hibernating mammals. Did they say obviously? Yeah. (laughs) Which it isn't, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, And then it happens mostly in cases where temperature drops slowly, not suddenly. Hmm. Which I think it makes sense. I mean, if I was really, really cold, I would want to get into a smaller space. Like, although under a bed doesn't make as much sense. Yeah, that's true. still. Um... When you think of hypothermia, is there anyone famous you think of? Any movies? Um, the guy from The Shining. Mm-hmm. The guy from Titanic. Mm-hmm. 
That's it. Yeah. No, those were the two I was thinking of. Okay. <laughs> um, so they both are experiencing more like cold water. Aren't they both named Jack? Am I crazy? Yeah, you're totally right. No, all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. Right? Yeah, because his name's Jack. Jack Torrance, right? I think so. Weird. Watch out, Jack. Watch out, Jack. Get out of the cold water. So cold water causes death, right? Like, in general, Mm -hmm. Titanic, a lot of people died. But when fully submerged, the problem is not hypothermia like you might think. Isn't that interesting? I didn't know this. 20% of death in cold water is caused from massive gasping and uncontrollable blood pressure increase and cardiac strain. So it's literally from when people, like, you know when you get in, like, a cold shower and you're like... (sighs) Yeah. Like, you you can't help it. You start, like... Breathing hard. Breathing hard. Mm -hmm. That's so terrifying. Another 50% of deaths um, in cold water are from 15 to 30 minutes, usually, uh, from cold incapacitation. Where your body shuts down the peripheral muscles to try to retain temperature in the core, which when you're in water doesn't work super well. Hmm. Yeah, you need those. <laughs> yeah, you need those. And you just kind of whoop, whoop, sink. Um, so I figured it would be helpful. If you're freezing to death in a body of water, there's a position you can get into. It's called the help position. Hmm. Basically, pull your knees towards your chin, cross your arms tightly across your chest. And if you have... A life jacket, keep it on. That's a big thing. Apparently, like, life jackets help retain enough heat that you can usually save someone if they have a life jacket. Interesting. And I'm wondering if part of it is you can, like, lose those peripheral limbs. Yeah. And and just focus on... Probably. ...being alive. Yeah. Also, if you, like, have to go to the bathroom, don't Mm -hmm. maintain it inside of you. Oh. That's also heat. Fascinating. Yeah. Um, and then if you're dry, it's recommended you also huddle. Oh, and if you're in water with other people, it's recommended you huddle. But I feel like that's pretty, like, I don't know. Like, a lot of this stuff that I was reading about, it's like, yeah. No, like, if we had a bunch of people to huddle with. We would. Yeah, yeah. or we wouldn't be in the situation. <laughs> well, but also it's just, like, I think it's interesting how specifically heat and cold. Like, if I talk about getting assaulted by a bear, assaulted by a bear. <laughs> if I talk about being attacked by a bear. <laughs> <laughs> Assaulted does have a different connotation, doesn't it? If I talk about being attacked by a bear, like, you don't know. Assault has intent. Like, <laughs> your brain, like, my brain doesn't go, oh, yeah, do this. I'm like, wait, am I supposed to get bigger or small? But if it's like, oh, what do you do when you get too cold? It's like, obviously get very small, right? I don't know. Maybe. Probably, I guess. Do you know what I mean? Like, if you're too hot, you immediately start, like, fan. Like, I feel like fanning yourself, like, all those behaviors are No, yeah, you're learned. right. Did I tell you about when I went camping? So, I got very bad food poisoning. This happened. And then I was feeling sick. Yeah. And um, while some people went to dinner, I just... It was, like, right before we went down to the cabin, we were staying in a motel for a night. Mm-hmm. And so, I just went into the motel. The motel was... The room was 60 degrees. It was so cold. It was so cold that I got out my suitcase and I put on my socks and I put on my hoodie and I buried myself under four blankets because I was already cold. I was feeling sick and turned the heater on. And then I woke up and it was 79 degrees. <laughs> and I was yep. like, this isn't working. Yeah. <laughs> Too many layers. <laughs> Get these off of me. Speaking of, uh, in 2008, a Thai man died from falling asleep with three fans on. 
And at night, his body temperature plummeted from the fans, and he died in his sleep. Wow. Yeah. Which is, and he was like a healthy guy. Just yeah, like a and, dude. It's, and it tends to be hot in Thailand. Mm-hmm. Um, and it could be, you know, if he was drinking, it gets hard. Like, there's just all kinds of different, like, factors. But, like, yeah. really, I take for granted how well my body can regulate itself. Does alcohol mess with your regulation at all? Yes. And that is part of the reason why cold deaths often are, it's not just people without homes. It's also, like... People leaving bars late at night. Hmm. Like, specifically in England, there's a bunch of cases of them, like, stumbling and falling asleep and not waking up. Huh. But, like, like what is the mechanism? Um, It causes your blood vessels to, like, like, they just don't react as quickly. Also, your blood vessels, you feel hot because they're super, like, wide. Yeah. Which means you're cooling down quickly. Because remember, if you're cold, your blood vessels constrict to retain mm-hmm. heat. But with alcohol, your blood vessels expand. Hmm. So that's why you get, like, flushed cheeks and stuff. Right. Yeah. Interesting. Um, as global warming progresses, the EPA reported that cold deaths are actually reducing. However, this doesn't account for the mass amount of, like, heat deaths we now have. Sure, right. But that is going down. Woo! Yay! Yeah. That's so what you have? That's cold. That's cold. Oh, that's cold. We still have hot. Talk to me about hot. Hot. Do you know what the scientific term is for being too hot? No. Hyperthermia. Hyperthermia. Too much heat. Um, and hyperprexia is a fever. I'm not going to be talking about fevers, but fevers are also pretty interesting. It's pretty mm-hmm. simple. It's just like, if too hot, other thing can't live in body. Body can't live in body. But can deal with it for a short period. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> body can't live with body. <laughs> um, as your internal temperature rises due to external heat, inflammation, exercise, etc., um, you're actually... So you're getting hotter because, like, if you're exercising, the reason you get hot when you exercise is as your body burns ATP, it creates heat. Hmm. Like, the ATP is releasing heat. Yeah. When it breaks off that Because energy is conserved. Isn't that... I don't know why that, like... I have heard that before. Like, I've heard it before, but... Because like you're burning time, calories or whatever. Yeah, like, literally... Burning. Literally breaking chemical bonds hmm. to stay alive. Hmm. It's like... I don't know. Like, food is really cool. The fact that we, like, eat things yeah. and then break it down And aren't to calories energy? technically supposed... Like, the way that they're measured is... Uh, Kilocal. Kilocals. Mm-hmm are measured because that's how much energy it takes to burn something. Yeah, so I did a an experiment when I was in middle school where we burned a peanut. Yeah. And then measured how many calories were in the peanut based on how much heat energy it takes. That's so weird, isn't it? And and it's become a whole thing. So if you're if you're hot, if you're exercising, if you're out in the sun, your body senses you're hot as your hypothalamus is like doop 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 doop. It's hot. Which um, sends a message along your sympathetic nervous system, and it tells you start sweating and start vasodilation. So that's when your blood vessels get larger to try to allow for heat um, on the surface of your skin, your blood, to cool down. Oh, through, like airing airing everything out. Yeah, exactly, through heat radiation. Yeah. So that's why, have you ever, like, someone comes in from, like, exercising and they sit down next to you and you can, like, feel the yeah. heat coming off of them? Weird. Super. Sweat, you kind of talked about already, 
how sweat works. I did? Yeah, how you were basically creating sweat for your baby nephew. Oh, that's true. Oh, yeah. yeah. Evaporative cooling. It's, mm-hmm. You were literally, so babies aren't very good at producing sweat. Mm-hmm. And part of it is because sweat glands, so sweat cells at the base of them, they keep a bunch of sodium and chloride near them. And then when they need to produce sweat, they pull that sodium and chloride into the gland. And through osmosis, water comes out of the skin and then as it's Oh, to achieve, out, like, equilibrium or whatever. Mm-hmm, oh, it's all coming back to me. Yeah, you got it. Ooh, what is... Smart? Smart? <laughs> oh, I see. Smart. <laughs> Number one. Number one. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then your body tries to retain that, like, sodium and chloride because you need it to, like, do a bunch of other things. Our bodies do so much based on osmosis. Mm-hmm. If anyone's ever, like... Hey, try this zero sodium diet. Do not. It's so, that's so crazy. Do not. The body just has these stores of salt. And when it wants one liquid to go somewhere else, it just sprinkles a little salt in. That's literally it. Crazy. It's so cool. And then people are like, well, I don't, I don't like salt and anything. It's like, hey, make sure you have a little bit. A little. Well, because people will do things like, you know, the, the thing where people die from drinking, like, too much water at once? Yeah. It's literally because you run out of salt. Mm-hmm. So, you're, like, your brain stops working and your nerves stop working and then your, like, heart stops working. It's true. It's crazy. So, your body tries to reclaim all of, like, the sodium and chloride from your sweat, but it isn't entirely effective. Um, and that's why and we so drink that's why, Gatorade. And that's why we drink Gatorade. That's also why your sweat is kind of salty, but it's not nearly as salty as it is inside of your building. Your building? (laughs) Inside of my building? Yeah, you're the building that is my body? Yeah. Um, Yeah, so you're, you run out of, you can run out of salt and chloride and the, or just salt in general. You can run out of salt. And so if you sweat a bunch and you're still not cool, Mm -hmm. what happens next? You start puking. Yeah, you start getting nauseous. Yeah. Things start getting pretty bad. That's when you get into heat exhaustion. Some people sweat when they eat spicy food. Are you one of those people? Yes. I get like a little sweaty. I get a little sweaty. I wouldn't say yeah. I sweat a lot, so but a little. Do you want to know why? Yeah. It's because it stimulates the same part of the brain as actual heat does. The same neurons. Cool. Isn't that weird? Cool. That actually explains a lot about... Have you watched Hot Ones? Yes. And they're like... (laughs) Well, and all the celebrities, they have different reactions. Gordon Ramsay, his reaction was like way more than a bunch of other people's. And it's like... That's just sometimes what bodies do. Bodies be different. It's also like different different cultures eat different amounts of spice. And so some people are just more sensitive to it. Because their brain is like, whoa. Yeah. (laughs) Pump the brakes. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Like, this has got to be poison. (laughs) There's no way it's not. There are so many things where it's like uh, when kids are like, oh, this is I have a video of my little sisters. They were both begging my mom for a lemon. Mm -hmm. Like, please give us a lemon, mom. It looks so good. And it's a video of both of them as toddlers, like munching on this lemon. Brinley is like near tears. Yeah. Right. She takes a bite of it. And mom's like, "Okay." when mommy says you don't want it, are you going to believe me? And Brinley's like nodding her head. Yes. Like wiping her tongue with one hand. Yeah. And then Kayleen goes, it's yummy. And then she takes another bite and she goes "Mm," and starts to cry. (laughs) That's funny because my niece, she like when she was a baby, she loved lemons. She just ate them so straightforwardly. She was like, yeah, this is nice. Yeah. But it's just their little brains were like, 
yo, this gotta be poison. Mom <laughs> is killing us right now. <laughs> Same with they both begged for a chicken bouillon cube. Oh, that like one. Candy. I've like accidentally like licked my finger after putting some in in soup. Oh. Yeah, but they were like, it it's is candy. Potent. And mom was like, okay, you're gonna have to share one. And they were both like, no. We don't want to share. So my mom gave them each one cube. <laughs> and they were... Unhappy. Yeah, and it was like... I remember being... Like, because I was older, and I was like... Man, these idiots. <laughs> <laughs> um, Anxiety sweats. Anxiety sweats are because adrenaline stimulates muscle activity, making you actually, like, hotter. So you're <laughs> actually hot. That's why you start sweating. It's not like you are sweating for no reason. Is your, this if your you're internal already... temperature is getting higher when you have adrenaline like fight or flight oh i see i see i see yeah because it's also preparing you to like run right so trying to like stimulate your muscles get it so you're like prepared lubricating but but when it's um when it's like hey tegan you need to talk to that researcher my brain's like let's get ready to bolt yeah same thing it's the same thing (laughs) let's get ready to bolt okay let's start cooling you down let's start cooling you down for when you start running away and i'm like hi (laughs) <laughs> I study robber flies. That's how I talk. Sweating isn't super helpful in places with high humidity, limiting evaporation. And that's why there's an apparent, effective, real feel, true temperature. I'm sure you've seen all these things on, like, apps mm. where it's like, oh, this is what it feels like. Though. Yeah. And there's an actual, like, formula for that that they're constantly improving upon because it's actually, like, really important. To know what the actual, like, temperature is for a human being to maintain homeostasis. Mm-hmm. Um, and so temperatures, basically, in humid conditions, the hair feels hotter because there's less evaporation from your skin. When you sweat too much, you can get to heat exhaustion. We're back to heat exhaustion, baby. And this can be extremely dangerous if not treated. So you can treat heat exhaustion at home. But if you get to heat stroke, like, call 911 because <laughs> there is not a... At-home remedies are are a little more hit or miss with a heat stroke. Mm -hmm. Um, So people tend to, with heat exhaustion, they get, like, really pale, they get clammy, and they start sweating a lot. They're kind of disoriented. And when they stop sweating completely, that's when you're in the danger zone for heat stroke. That's when you should call 911. If you have heat exhaustion, start by sipping water with some, like, sugar or salt in it or Gatorade or one of those. Even, like, juice. Yeah, juice is good because mm. it's also tastes good. Yum, yum. Mm-hmm. Um, and try to not vomit. If you, like, start vomiting a lot and you have heat exhaustion, I would also go to a doctor because, like, IV fluids. Yeah. Yeah. No. It's true. That's one of the real dangers. And um, heat stroke, I didn't realize this. Heat stroke is when your body temp is over 104 degrees. Hot. What's the highest temperature you've ever had? So, okay, I have a story. Hmm. I don't know how high it was. I was in PE in middle school, and our teacher wasn't letting us drink water as, like, a punishment. Hmm. And I was on the track team, so I was doing, like, I was doing sprints. Um, I was doing sprints on the long ways and jogging on the curves for, mm-hmm. like, the mile or whatever. We get back, and he was mad at some kid for doing something, so he made us do, like, burpees and then, like, run again. And I was getting, like, so dizzy, and I was like, please, can I get some water? And he was like, no, you can't. And I, like, apparently got very, like, confused. Like, my friend was saying I was acting weird. 
And then I grabbed her by the shoulder, and I remember my vision turned black and white. Like, I couldn't see color anymore. Hmm. And I was like, Allie, I think I need... And then I don't remember. And then I was at a water fountain, and she was splashing water on my face. That is so crazy. So I, I honestly, I was researching it, and, like, loss of color vision is a sign of heat stroke, but I'm wondering if it was just we were able to treat it quickly or mm-hmm. something. A little scary. Mm-hmm. Shout out to middle school teachers for being the worst. Why is it always the middle school teachers? They have such a self... Uh, <laughs> they have such a feeling of self-importance. Ooh. Yeah. I mean, I... When I was a baby, I got to... I, I think I got to, like, 104. Which was scary. That's the because I just had body. a I just had a high fever. Yeah, that's body stop working territory. Yeah, we like may, maybe thought I was gonna die. Well, babies like we we're talking about the hypothalamus. Yeah, totally. Just like if it gets like triggered incorrectly, babies are all hypothalamus. You can have hypothalamic fevers, which get pretty insane because mm-hmm. uh, there's no regulation. So a fun thing, not really. The EPA has shown that more than 1,300 deaths per year on average in the U.S. are due to extreme heat. So that includes being a stressor for that includes being a stressor for things like heart conditions and pneumonia. And there was a peak of heat related deaths in 2006, which is the year that is still the hottest year on record. Hmm. Um, and it is getting like generally hotter. It just had we had like a last literally the last thing. Um, violent crime is shown to increase the temperature. Do the right thing. What? It's a movie. I haven't seen it. But apparently it takes place, like, hottest day of New York and then chaos ensues. Oh, yes. Yeah, so violent crime increases with temperature, but nonviolent crime does not. Showing that it's probably actually correlation at the very least. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't... Well, that was something we were talking about when we were at the cabin when it was, like, 100 degrees or whatever. You get irritable. We were getting irritable, and everybody was kind of like, I see why people commit crime more. Like, yeah. Well, okay, my favorite, like, essay I was fine, personally. ever is by Joan Didion. Yeah. And it's about the Santa Ana winds, which caused California to become, like, a tinderbox. It gets super hot and super dry, because the wind is blowing, but it's, like, this hot, dry wind. Yeah. And the the essay is about, like, crime and being irritable, and there's a line where it's, Meek housewives feel the edges of carving knives and study their husbands' necks. And it's just so, like, <laughs> well, in high school, teachers would be like, oh, my gosh, it must be the Santa Ana. When kids were, like, we would have fights break out and stuff, and they would be like, oh, Yeah, no, gosh. totally. There's, like, a mystical yeah. element associated with it. It's just our bodies just feeling bad. Yeah. It's uncomfortable. So, Got to fix it. Guess I'll stab someone. <laughs> But yeah, that's Just acting out. That's thermoregulation for you. Cool. I learned a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Okay. I re- I reminded myself that I knew what osmosis is. Yeah, you got it. Osmosis Jones, you're <gasps> you're Osmosis Jones. I Osmosis Hot Hands Becca Jones. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't the real Osmosis Jones the friends we made along the way? What does that mean? <laughs> Wasn't the real Osmosis Jones the friends we made along the way? Oh, by the way, the whole effective temperature thing means saunas aren't, like, 80 degrees. They're, like, 100, 100, like, 20 degrees. Because they're humid, so you can't, sweat doesn't evaporate. Oh, I see. So that's why, so I was like, oh. Did you, what, what, what does science say about saunas? They're, nothing. They're, they just exist? They're not, they're good for, like, muscle relax. Okay. Muscle relax, mu- muscle relaxation. Mm-hmm. Like when people are like, "Oh, I want to sweat the toxins out," 
Hey, what's in sweat? I don't know. We talked like salt. salt. Yeah. That's it? Yeah. Nothing else? I mean, like, you can have other chemicals and stuff or other compounds, but, like, it's generally just other salts. Like, yeah. But, like, salt is not a toxin. <laughs> you need it. That's interesting. This episode will come out a month after fireworks. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to remind all of y'all again to review the podcast. Review it. Review it, please. Please. Or just send me a text message about why you can't, and I will either forgive you of your sins or I will not respond and you will know that you are not forgiven. (laughs) (laughs) Those are the two options? Those are the two options. Does food, does eating food raise our temperature? No, it lowers it. Really? Because when you eat, well, it lowers Even though we're, like, burning up the... It lowers your perceptive temperature because when you eat... All of the blood goes to your stomach to aid oh. digestion. And that's why if you eat and then you get, like, scared or anxious, you'll feel like your stomach, like, hurts. And mm. it's because you stopped mid-digestion. Fascinating. Yeah. Because our body was directed elsewhere. Yeah. I mean, our uh, our blood. Yeah, blood. Your, your blood whole, flow was your directed. Your being was directed elsewhere. <laughs> uh, my internal schema. Yeah. It's cool how much of our body can do it on its own. Mm-hmm. But it's also funny how much we can, like, manually mess up. I don't like having this much agency in no. regard. I want my body to just work. Mm-hmm. That's all I want. Do you feel like you are a thing piloting your body or your body is you? I'm a thing. Unfortunately. <laughs> I'm a big lumpy if you okay if you had to picture yourself thing. as like a like a small like your head opens up in the back and oh. there's something piloting you what does that thing look like i i can't be certain the first thing Mine that looks came like flubber the, oh, really yeah. the first thing that came to my mind was a cricket but that's just because of the cricket man episode of powerpuff girls oh i was thinking of men in black but yeah i haven't seen men in black in men in black there's a a cricket well it's like a bug thing huh I'll, to be fair, I was imagining a cricket wearing a Pulp Fiction t-shirt. That's very evocative. <laughs> so I'm Flubber. <laughs> and you're a cricket wearing a Pulp Fiction t-shirt. You know what? I want to talk about this. When we walked into the studio today, the studio, the box that we record in. Yeah. There were like papers in the ceiling. <laughs> it's true. Like covering the lights. And there's also, will you describe what's going on with that thing? That one right there. <laughs> the music stand. There's a yeah. There's a bunch of folded up papers lining the music stand, and also a bunch of like plastic. Not a bunch of. Li- it's tape. A, yeah, I know a line of tape. A bunch of plastic tape. Oh, plastic tape. I see. I thought you were just gonna say plastic. I was like, do you not know it's tape because it stuck to my arm and it hurt really bad when I got it off. <laughs> I don't. Vegan skin cells. I really have no clue what they were doing in here. I would love to know. Yeah, I'm trying to figure. So why would you need so much tape and paper? And uh, so the paper in this particular shape. And it's not even like like there's a way to put the paper up there to cover the lights that doesn't involve as much paper as they use. It's true. That was wasteful. That was plum wasteful. Plum wasteful. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I said I wish people said gold darn it more often, and everybody was like, gold darn it. what? Well, I want people, okay, things people should say more. Gold darn it. Yeah. These dogs are barking. <laughs> you got it. What else? Oh, well, bless your soul when they're angry. Mm-hmm. I like that one. I, I would like it if people said darling. 
I say darling all the time. I do too, but I want everyone to say it. I say, I say honey a lot. Sweating like a sinner in church. Maybe we should just all be from the South. We should, but in a good way. Like the fun part. Yeah. Though. Yeah. Yeah. The fun, the fun accent. The good part. And, and seven up pound cakes. Mm. (laughs) I think we've got that. We have something. There has to be an ending, right? Life is just endings. Whoa. <laughs> Becca died. You're dead. I'm dead. I'm dead. I'm, I'm literally so dead. I'm literally.